0: From Harare, Zimbabwe to the World Wide Web. You are listening to T-Mac and Cookie Monster on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Every week, we lead you in conversation on life, God and pop culture. Our goal is to get you to ask questions and compare what today's culture is telling us versus what the Bible says. If you're a non-believer, we hope that our conversation will shed more light on what the Christian faith is really about. Never miss an episode by subscribing through our website, www.radianculture.africa, Or you can find us on iTunes. Like our Facebook page, look up Radiant Culture and follow us on Twitter at Radiant Culture. If you're on Instagram, it's Radiant underscore culture radiant culture it's life it's truth it's lit stay tuned
1: what's up everybody welcome to radiant culture hope everybody's had a great week you know what i i am excited about today's discussion because i think i think because i'm here Oh, yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, vanity. Okay, we, we, we have someone who's not usually with us today. We, we, we have Mr. Kent, who's our producer. Um, but today he's joining us for the discussion. And uh, he's hijacked, to be honest. No, I didn't hijack. But it's okay.
2: I was invited by, <laughs> by the producer.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, you heard from the man. Uh, he invited himself anyway it's okay i'll allow him um so today we're 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 still continuing with our subject on radiant versus relevant and you know today we have someone who is a very exciting guest uh with us we have pastor craig pastor craig how's it going hey it's moving it's nice it's great
3: and it's very very wonderful to be here in the house and i'm sure by the grace of god we're gonna have a wonderful time
1: yeah I'm pretty positive about that. And, mm. you know, Pastor Craig um, actually goes by his other name, which is PC. <laughs> right. So today we're going to be calling him PC because I think it's a pretty cool name. He's a, he's a cool guy. Mm. He's in a black suit <laughs> <laughs> and very nice suit. You, sh- so- you shouldn't have mentioned that. Man. <laughs> now people are going to think I'm too serious or something. But anyway, it's cool. Mm. So today we are going to be talking about the church, right? And we're specifically talking about the church and its mandate in society. And the question we're asking today is, has the church lost its significance in society? Right, we're discussing earlier that, um, if you notice, especially in Zimbabwe, that you've got a lot of mission schools. And these mission schools are called mission schools because they were built by missionaries or missionary organizations. With the specific purpose of spreading the gospel in those particular regions and um, sections of society. So the church had a, a very strong foothold in how culture was shaped, and not just here. If you look even globally, if you look at your big institutions like Oxford and Cambridge, um, Harvard, yeah. even, yeah. right? Uh, the great theologians of the past, or rather the great thinkers or influencers of the past were actually mm. Christians mm. to a very large extent so the question we are posing today is is the church still fulfilling that mandate right yeah and um is the church still as influential and as relevant in society today as it was then or has something begun to happen so pastor pastor craig pc yes um, Yes. i'm gonna throw that question at you right away that Uh, or maybe you can tell us a bit about yourself before before we start
3: okay um uh, to start off with um um, i'm married uh, to a very beautiful woman uh we've got uh, three kids uh we've been married for nine years it'll be ten years at the end of this year her name is koliwe yeah and uh, we've got three kids mikaya benjamin kayla zion uh-huh. And uh, the latest C-class, Craig Jr. Wow, ah, <laughs> C-class. He,
1: he, he,
3: he's only two months old. He's two months old as wow. it yesterday. So right. that's, um, that's our little family. Yeah. Um, I work for uh, Pentecostal Assemblies of Zimbabwe as in, a, in a number of roles, but primarily I'm a pastoring uh, a young dynamic church called Ecclesia Community Church, which is currently based in Greystone Park. And then, obviously, I'm involved with the Bible College uh, in Hatfield. Uh, we're training, it's a training institution for men and women of God, yeah. as well as uh, my, my role as the director of young adults within the Pentecostal Assemblies of okay. Zimbabwe. So in short and in brief, um, that's me. I like to think myself young. When I look at the mirror, I think I still look young. So, yeah, that's me. I I personally and passionately support Liverpool Football Club. We will never walk alone. Right. Yes. (laughs) I know I might be setting some enemies in studio right now. (laughs) But, but yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear (laughs) no Manchester evil.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to say anything. Yeah,
2: out of respect, we... We're not going to say that. We will not <laughs> let you walk alone.
1: <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. um, PC, what, mm. what, what I want uh, to understand, right, mm. um, as we open up this discussion is um, as someone who's actively involved in ministry, mm. um, what would you say the role of the church is in society? Okay. Yes. Uh,
3: that's a very interesting question. Um, immediately I'm taken uh, to the Bible, uh, to what uh, Jesus uh, gives as the Great Commission. Mm. And obviously its interpretation is subject uh, to many variations. But mm. listen, I go to Matthew 28, 19, 20. He says, mm. go into all the world, not some, mm. all the world, and make disciples of all men. Right. Right. And uh, if you look at all the world, eh, if, you, if, if you consider that carefully, it's essentially telling us to go into all the stratas of uh, society. Mm-hmm. So business, the marketplace, mm-hmm. uh, politics, mm-hmm. education, even um, the spiritual or the church realm, as it were, yeah. family, mm-hmm. um, and all sorts, of, all sorts of aspects of society, basically, where uh, God is expecting us to go and make disciples. So if you'd ask me what's the role of the church, is to make disciples uh, of everybody in every place possible. How that happens obviously differs and, um, and varies, but I would
1: say in, in short, go make disciples everywhere. Disciples. And mm. what would you define a disciple as? Because I think it's also important for us to... Sometimes when you think of disciple, you're thinking of Simon Peter, right? <laughs> one of those guys. But what, what does it actually mean, especially today, mm-hmm. for someone to be a disciple of Christ? Well done.
3: Uh, I, I'll, I'll essentially put that into two things. Number one, a student, mm-hmm. a student of Christ. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in university, I know I'm studying whatever discipline I am, right. but as a disciple of Christ, I'm a student of Christ uh-huh. in university. If I'm a husband, Right. Um, as a husband, I'm a student of Christ, even though I'm exp- expressing myself uh, in my role, uh, obviously, in the home, and so forth, and so forth. So, mm-hmm. firstly, a disciple is a student. Number two is a follower, mm-hmm. because um, not all students are necessarily followers. That's you true. see, not all students are necessarily followers. There are many people who study Christ that don't necessarily follow Christ. Uh-huh. So, making disciples is also making uh, disciplined followers of Christ. So again, it's coming back to how I'm 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 conducting myself here. Yeah. Am I am I conducting myself as a follower of Christ? And by follower of Christ here, yeah, we're not just talking about um, somebody who's literally physically following Christ here, yeah, but you're following what Christ spoke. Right. Let's go to um, the Beatitudes in Matthew five, for example. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Or even um. Matthew chapter 6, how it gives us conduct uh, for human affairs and so mm-hmm. forth. If someone slaps you on the, on the cheek, turn the other cheek. If you're asked to go a mile, uh, go two miles. Mm-hmm. In other words, what is it that Jesus left his instructions for us, right? And am I following that? Right. In other words, am I, am I living according to that? So if you'd ask me, what is, what is a disciple? A disciple is not only a student, they're also a follower. Some actually say a disciple is a disciplined follow on
1: i like that Mm. i like that okay
2: and from your perspective do you see the current church as it is doing that because the question i have really Mm. is that is the church really fulfilling this mandate or have we become you know a social gathering of sorts where we we are like a a gathering of righteous pretenders Mm. Mm, mm, mm. sorry to put it so no you're, you're putting it very well actually um, but yeah, are we actually making disciples of men or are people coming to church so that you know I network with so and so I get seen that I'm at church mm. or it's, it's the right thing to do on a Sunday you know what um, that is probably
3: the most hardest question you i have posted so far <laughs> Why? Because uh, the little education that, that I've received, obviously, has taught me to qualify uh, every question you have. So, many times I've had Christian debates mm-hmm. that people are passing off conjecture based on opinion and not fact.
2: Right.
3: So now, um, is the church making disciples? Yes. Um, I would say that at the end of the day, our fruit must show that. Mm-hmm. Our fruit must show that. And there's fruit of discipleship, really. That, that must come out. Uh, I would say then, after saying fruit must must show, I would say yes and no. Yes, in the in the in the in the in regard to the fact that uh, churches are continuing to grow. Just just the fact alone mm-hmm. that we're having an increase in number of churches right. is a, is a sign that what disciples are being made. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when you see um, the quality of societies. We're in exactly right. Uh, you then want to what you then want to just uh, put a question mark to that to then say, okay, supposing in Zimbabwe, where the church is supposedly growing, where multitudes are flocking
0: yes.
3: uh, to, to a number of uh, Christian gatherings, how is it that our HIV uh, rate, for instance, exactly. seems to, to be high? Yet, uh, supposing we're making disciples, surely. Immorality must must be on the way, and so there's, there's, there's those there's those um contradictions, yeah. right? We've got a growing church, but we've got also got a number of societal ills that are there. Um, so growing church that points to making disciples. Yes. Societal ills that points to maybe Christian gatherings where nothing exactly is happening. so uh, so how do you answer that question? I want to say yes. At the same time, I want to also say mm. so I'll probably answer your question is, yes, we are making disciples, we've obviously got teething problems, as did the early church right. back then. all
1: right yeah. and you know one of the things that I also notice is that people put a lot of um, pressure, blame or very high expectations on church Mm -hmm. from within the church and even without people we we all seem to have this idea right that Uh. the church church folk are supposed to be a certain way Mm. and uh, and i I can kind of get where it's coming from because if you if you're constantly being told that as a christian you're supposed to be prosperous you're Mm. supposed to have this and this Mm. and this um and then you know you go to one of those churches that uh let's say preach the prosperity gospel Mm. for example uh, and then people then see you and they're like, but dude, you know, where, where's the prosperity? Uh. And sometimes that, that, that then puts pressure on you uh. to behave a certain way so yeah. that you live up to the expectation. Absolutely. And I'm just using prosperity as, as, as a as random example. But mm. the, the real point here being that, could could it be that um, the expectation on mm. the church mm the church growing, the church being influential, is itself unrealistic, to some extent. To some extent. Wow, your
3: questions keep getting hard. (laughs) Hey, could it be that the expectation is unrealistic? Uh, Again, I I hope you guys won't say I'm being politically correct here. It's okay. But my yeses and noes seem to be coming (laughs) very, very fast, guys. Watch. Um, I think the expectation we must have on the church must be based on the word. Uh For starters, the church belongs to God, right? And uh, he obviously from the word says what he expects the church to do, right? So I would say uh, God's expectation on the church is most usually higher than our own expectations of the church. Uh I actually think uh, the standards, why I'm saying this, remember Uh Jesus, let's go back to Matthew 6. Jesus says you've heard that adultery is when you do the deed in bed.
2: Yes.
3: But I tell you now, actually, if you just think it in your head, you're just the same as someone who's done it in bed. You That's see. So way. so already you notice you say what? It's a higher standard. Yeah. So suddenly now you then get to realize that um the standards that God puts on the church are actually usually higher than those that we men what necessarily put. Obviously. At times, um, there could be, uh, 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 what can I say, Um, option, or not really option, but occasion where people necessarily put expectations on the church that are not necessarily God's expectation. Uh Okay. And uh, that is to be expected uh, by anyone who is yet to quite understand um, what God's church is all about. Right. So perhaps in that regard... You could say it sometimes, you know, within and without the church, there are people who might expect certain things that are just um, are impractical mm-hmm. for the church. But really, when I look at it, when I personally look at it from my own take, uh, yeah. on my own opinion, I really think God um, has very high standards of excellence uh, He expects from how the church carries itself mm-hmm. and it conducts itself. And even though I've said that now, uh, first John is also very em- emphatic in saying that um, his commands are not too burdensome. Mm, mm. So he's got high standards that he knows that we cannot we can reach up to, and uh, the choice or the 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 option we have as a church obviously is to rise up to those high standards. Mm. I like
1: that. Wow. Yeah. I hope you like it <laughs> i hope the it. listeners like yeah. it well they're not supposed to like it they're <laughs> supposed is. to be challenged by it right exactly yeah um i was listening uh, i was mm. listening again to um to ravi zacharias i don't yeah, know if you no, know no, ravi no, zacharias no, 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 no. i know him quite there's well too, I've too got.
2: many Ravi,
1: too ravi <laughs> <continue>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> on this show people are gonna think they're sponsored
1: by azim maybe <laughs> eh? maybe, maybe. maybe you've just put a thought in my head yeah now. but there's something that he said in one of his messages that I was listening to where, where he was describing the moods and the trends that are happening in society. And he said, secularization. Mm-hmm. And he actually said, we're, we're going through, um, uh, not an era per se, but he said the, tr- the, the world is becoming more and more secularized. Mm-hmm. Secularized. And mm-hmm. he described secularization as the process through which religious ideas, institutions, and interpretations mm-hmm. have lost their social significance. Okay. And I thought that was quite profound because... If you look at the way people used to view church yeah. and God back in the day, uh-huh. there was a certain reverence, right? Uh-huh. There was a certain, exactly. um, even people who didn't believe in God yeah. revered mm-hmm. the idea of mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. And yet today, just today I was reading some post on Facebook that uh-huh. this guy posted and I, I got so angry. I, I don't usually comment. Uh-huh. I almost want, in fact, I, I had typed the comment and I thought, no, because <laughs> this is just going to spark okay a whole whole another debate is not worth Uh, it but i'm saying you're you're finding that people mm. almost feel like it's okay to just i don't know just bash anything to do with god Mm -hmm. church you know make jokes about Mm -hmm. pastors and religious leaders Mm -hmm. right so is is, would you say that's all part of this process of society becoming more and more secularized yeah that's my question I, i agree
3: It is, and uh, I'm just trying to look for the verse here. There's nothing as embarrassing as as missing your verse when you're looking for it. But um, this is how Paul puts it uh, to Timothy. He says, in the last days, the hearts of men shall grow cold. Mm -hmm. You see? So um, you're finding, for me, nothing is is catching me by surprise, really. Right. We were talking informally uh, before we started that uh, you've got high numbers of Christians uh-huh. That are not attending church. Yeah. For me, that's a contradiction. That's right. like a soccer soccer fan who doesn't watch his team play, mm. or doesn't even know the to- the, the score. You uh, know, uh-huh. that kind of a thing. But yeah, we, uh, we where the world is going, as far as I'm concerned, is lining up to what uh, the prophets have already just been uh, directing us. Really, uh, if you just look at how men's hearts, like you're saying, uh, are growing cold,
2: mm-hmm.
3: indifferent. Uh, radically opposed mm-hmm. to the things of God, of course. I must say, in Zimbabwe, I still thank God, really. Yeah, the average person you meet on the street, you claim affiliation to, the, to a church of some sort. <laughs> you.
0: Yeah.
3: I, I still find it amazing, you yeah, know. I, I joke with my friend that you know, every Zimbabwean is born again. I'm telling you, in fact, I'm telling you, I've seen this. I, I've been in places as a pastor, you know, where I just say, you know, you've got, it's a funeral or some family gathering of some yeah. sort, uh-huh. and you say, let's pray. You know, yeah. and you notice everybody's praying, including that one brother you really know doesn't have um, a, a relationship with God. Everybody prays, here. Yeah. 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 Of course, you can see it, uh, the movement is, with all due respect, as far as I'm concerned, coming in from the West. Mm-hmm. And as, as the global village is shrinking and everybody's getting in touch with mm-hmm. everybody, you're seeing all these things uh, permeating into society. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I do believe that um, men's hearts are, are growing cold. I see it, as far as I'm concerned, part of a prophetic puzzle, mm-hmm. just just coming together. Mm-hmm. God forbid that the believer who's listening to me right now mm-hmm. is part of that crew. Mm-hmm. You know, who are now so indifferent uh, to God, to His Word, mm-hmm. to the gathering of saints, to praying, to memorizing the Bible verses. Yeah. You know, to living upright and uh, not just confessing and professing Jesus, but living another way. That that kind of thing. So, so I would agree. Uh, that I, I also see that, that kind of trend happening, but it's not a surprise according to prophecy. Okay.
2: That's good. That, that's actually quite interesting. It's funny yes. you say, someone was telling me um, um, an interesting story and they were telling me that um, they were at a place and they were uh, at the wrong place, At uh, yeah, they were at this place at the wrong time. Okay. So apparently the police were doing a raid at this place. Okay. Uh, some. Illegal activity was happening there and they were just so happened to be there So when the police did the raid uh, He was caught up. Okay. He was put in the truck with the police Mm. and uh, These guys were being very forceful and stuff Mm. So as soon as they got in the guy wanted to defuse the situation and the guy says can we pray? Okay? (laughs) Wow everyone bowed down their heads including these (laughs) criminals that have been caught and the police all very. wow 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 i see that in 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 this part of the world Mm. in africa and zimbabwe people still have that some sort of reference yeah it doesn't mean that they're daily giving obedience to christ yeah but once there's something about church yeah the people are uh you know they they they, they come together. I'm actually on this WhatsApp group of a couple of friends from uh, school. Uh, Some of them not really uh, uh, saved uh, as we would call it, as, as we, we would call it. call it. Yeah. And but you will find that mm. if you make say something about God, mm. they appreciate it. Absolutely. You know what Absolutely. I mean? they they will give a comment like, you know, mm. I'm not you know, uh, I believe in God, but yeah. some of these, they'll give you that disclaimer, yeah. Yeah. I believe in God, yeah. but some of this has yeah. Yeah. gone too far. Yeah. You know? yeah. But, you know, that yeah. disclaimer Absolutely. tells you that there's some sort of Absolutely.
3: You, know? you can preach in a Kombi in Zimbabwe. Exactly. You can just start preaching, they're listening to, um Nema, you know? yeah. and the, the guy will respectfully turn, turn it down, it down. Yeah. you know, and say, please, let the pastor preach. Yeah. You know, you can walk up in the street right now and just start preaching, from Norway, and yeah. then a crowd will gather around you. So yeah, that's
1: true.
3: you 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 see those trends. You yeah. see, the, of course, we mustn't then carry it too far to say yeah. pe- that means people are necessarily yeah. all all committed to so God. This but- is
2: where where I was going mm. with this is that we, yes, we've got that reverence, right? Mm. But mm. here's my issue. Mm. You know. Coming to that verse that you just mm. um, um, highlighted there, mm. it's saying that in the last <clears throat> days this is going to happen. Mm. So what's a young Christian supposed to take from that? Mm. Because it can be confusing mm. where you're in a position where you feel like, but the Bible says these things are going to happen, mm-hmm. so why should I even bother? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm.
2: Why should I even bother trying to reach out to the next person? Mm. Why should I even bother trying to be an influence? Mm. And the church is made out of people. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about talking about the church losing its influence, mm-hmm. we're saying that the members of the church have mm-hmm. lost influence. And mm-hmm. isn't that because of um, things like this where someone has the impression that, mm-hmm. look, the Bible says people are going to do this mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. So why should I bother? Uh,
3: for a number of reasons. Number one, you do not want to lose your salvation, you know, because the consequences of that... Uh, and I preach this almost every week. Uh-huh. I, tell, I tell the people in my church that one thing I'm afraid of is to live in sin and to die in sin. Mm-hmm. Because the eternal consequences of that, not even the worst sinner in the world, as it were. I know using the term sinner and mm-hmm. sin is now very unpopular. Eh? Yeah. It's almost politically incorrect. But, exactly. but the consequences of that are far too damaging. Yeah. for anybody to ever want to go that way. So why must I? Yeah. Number one, I must remember that my soul is going to be up for judgment. And on that day, he must never say to me, I'm part of the crew, that that, that would say, Lord, Lord. But they were not really committed to, mm. to him, number one. Number two, the growing of men's hearts being cold is not necessarily shielding the last day strength of the church, either. Right. The Bible doesn't say that the church is going to necessarily grow weaker. In mm-hmm. fact, in the same last days, the Bible also says, I'll pour out my spirit. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It says the young man, ah, the young man.
2: Yeah.
3: Which means also in this day, there's a place where young people are being on fire. And unfortunately, uh, it's, it's, the conversation sometimes is on how many young people are lost. Mm. Without actually also going to look and zoom in on the stories of so many young people you know that are on fire mm. for god i 'm in a bible school where we 've got twenty one year olds twenty one year olds right that are heeding the core to the ministry yes. you see but it's, 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 it's what we are choosing to what to focus on mm-hmm. There's still young people, as far as I'm concerned, that are signing those purity pledges, putting on their purity rings. I'm talking about for real here. Right? right? And they're saying, we're going to stay pure in this generation. Mm. Right? And so now, so the young person must know that he's not alone. There is a, he must never, I call it the Elijah syndrome, you know? Elijah and the prophets of Baal. After that, he thinks, oh God, I'm the only guy here until god woke him up and said excuse me sir actually there's a there's a whole lot more than than what who you think so let's also not be um um misled into thinking you know, into thinking that uh, there's a number of other young people that are, or, or rather the whole generation is lost. Right. But there's, there's, there's quite a big number. There's this army that God is raising, you know, uh-huh. of, of, of fired up young people that, you know, that, that are just rising up, making a stand,
2: uh-huh.
3: doing something wherever they are, uh-huh. and some of them even radically taking the gospel message in their various um, spheres and strata, you know, right. to their friends. To their workmates, yeah. some to their parents, uh, like i 'm saying, um, I get excited that uh, just about um, two months ago mm-hmm. we were we were hosting young, young people from the United States, and yeah. we we're talking about a, a I think a 14 year old and a 16 year old mm-hmm. sisters that are here on missions mm-hmm. right but what 's our usual view about people from the West is that they 're all godless, and uh, you know they 're not given, but we 've got young people that flew all the way to Africa, you know. To, to propagate uh, the gospel. So the young person must know that they are definitely not alone. There's a huge army out there which is going to shine bright for God, yeah. even though the enemy might also be making his moves. We are on the winning team. Keep calm. We're on the winning team.
1: I like, I like what you're saying, um, mm. which actually leads to my next question. This is mm. very good. And my, my next question now is, Could it be that we need to revisit our understanding of influence, right? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes when we think of influence, we're thinking we need to have a Christian who's in the presidential seat, right? Mm -hmm. Or we need Mm -hmm. to have a Christian who's Mm -hmm. heading up the biggest Mm -hmm. company on the stock exchange Mm -hmm. so that we all feel like we're really Mm -hmm. influential. Mm -hmm. And it's almost as if that is the... One side of influence, which I believe is also could also be part of it, right? Mm-hmm. But it almost feels as if that's the one side of influence mm. that everyone keeps em- emphasizing on mm. and then when we look at uh, The General setup of all these different boards and governmental structures mm. You're not really seeing a lot of professing Christians there. Mm. then we feel like our ah, Christians have lost yeah. their influence. The church mm. has lost its influence mm. Does that mean that we really need to come back to? define what do we mean? By That's influence, good right? Because mm. I think that needs to be defined. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, 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 you know what?
3: You're 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 getting me excited, man. You are getting me so excited. I'm telling you, I mean it. Right? Why? Because I'm already giving. Let me just give you three of the most influential Christians you ever come across. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And remember, when the Bible talks influence, one of the um, uh, symbols it uses is yeast. Right.
2: Yes. You know, wow.
3: it That's uses right. yeast. Yeast. Yeah. Very little. Very tiny. Uh, kind of thing you know whose effect is is felt you know once the bread comes out Mm -hmm. watch these are three of the most uh, powerful Christians who you ever come across probably the most influential Christians you come across number one the godly parent Right? Mm -hmm. might not be a manager might not be a president might not be a professor I'm sitting here as uh, today one of my testimonies is my mother Mm-hmm. up to now, I consider her in the top three of the people that have made the greatest influence wow. on me in my life. Yeah, and, right. I, and she might not be a bishop. She might mm-hmm. not have planted a thousand churches. But my life, mm-hmm. I know that when she stands before God, she's g- getting marks for me. Right. So the, the, godly, the godly parent mm-hmm. is probably the most influential person
2: mm-hmm. ever
3: in this world, the parent.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And the opposite is true as well, the ungodly mm-hmm. parent as well. Is, is very key in influencing a child for bad. That's number one. Number two, the godly friend.
0: Hmm.
3: Most people listen to their friends, believe it or not. Wow. Believe it or not, believe it or not. And, and here I'm actually emphasizing the formative years of a person, right. particularly the teenage years. Hmm. You know, a, a child lives to survive, a young, a, a young kid lives for fun, mm-hmm. a teenager lives to belong. Right. You know, I've, 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 I've got my own thesis I'm building about the successive ages. A young adult, are you ready for this? Wants mm-hmm. to have sex and get married. Sex. <laughs> yes, that is. Yes. Cool. Anyway, but I've noticed that um, one of the most um, influential people are those friends of ours that are around us, particularly in our formative
2: years.
3: Mm. And, and closely linked to that is a, god, is a godly teacher yeah. and educator. Yeah. Now, if you've noticed, these are not the only ones, obviously, but this is my own um, my own analysis into right. life based on my work with God, my experiences, and obviously my education. Now, if you notice the three levels of people I've just mentioned here, you see, most of these are nondescript people. Mm-hmm. who might never get airspace or Nobel Peace mm-hmm. Prizes or whatever for influence or for, for shaping destinies. But you find these kinds of uh, people in now what are we doing like you correctly say unfortunately the um, the narrative or the message is we want uh, we want christian business people we want christian politicians let's pray for for god to raise up politicians without your respect right mm-hmm. raise up counselors, raise up MPs we want godly you know what if we could just raise up godly parents who we'll know what to do mm-hmm. Because the, the 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 unit of society, the, a nation is is, is 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 as good as a family unit. Yeah. If we all, if the only thing we did was just to raise up good parents, just good parents, and we focused on nothing else, guess what? Everything will just play itself. And statistics has shown us anyway: mm-hmm. kids from divorced parents are more likely to divorce than those that are not. Kids from broken families mm-hmm. are more likely to have uh, certain challenges. Uh although uh, that's not exactly totally true, but you know the stats right. are there right. to mm-hmm. show, mm-hmm. so how about if we just empowered parents for instance mm-hmm. i'm just I'm just talking about parents here right to do their job properly, you will be shocked how we can change a nation now, but guess what mm-hmm. we are praying for for people to be in the top ten um Forbes rich list in the name of the Lord Jesus Is that that no, but um that can't uh, be the only aspect of um what influence we must be looking yeah. for. Yes, we need institutions, godly corporations, Mm -hmm. godly NGOs, godly um, uh, you uh, you know uh, entities that are out there Mm -hmm. that are making a name for God and Mm -hmm. so forth and so forth. Yeah, that's good. But um, uh, the the influence that Jesus Christ uh, always talks about uh, might not always be how we view it. And let me be. Careful to say it does not mean that we don't got the presidents, got the MPs, mm. rich people that are influential, mm. and so forth. And so, I think it would be good to have a very nice, uh, born again, powerful uh, Christian Messi or Christian Ronaldo or something like mm. that. But let's not forget the the basic unit. I mm. hope I'm not talking too, this too is so much. Good.
2: That that is so no, good. I, I'm, I'm loving this. You yeah. want
3: you, you
1: wanna? I, wanted,
2: I wanted to okay. just say mm. something that mm. as you were talking, mm. I just realized something that. The most influential person to date on Earth mm. was Jesus, mm. and he didn't occupy any position of authority. Mm. Yeah, you know, even his own disciples mm. thought he was coming to be crowned king, like mm. in the way that mm. we see the governmental yeah. structure. Yeah, but his influence was, for a lack of a better word, parallel mm. to the govern to the official governing authority. So in as much as you I agree what you, mm. with what you're saying in as much mm. as you are saying um that you know it's good as much as we're saying it's good to pray mm. for a godly president mm. for godly entrepreneurs mm. godly celebrities and mm. godly artists and stuff like that mm. it's good but I think the greatest impact is when it's done at a family level mm-hmm. because Jesus dealt with things mostly
1: at that level yeah Mm. And to think that yeah. Jesus. Was- so, um, just really wanting to understand this that uh, um, the topical issue uh, we're dealing with is influence, uh, and I, I've kind of thought about this a lot, uh, right? Uh, that when you look at the gospel, when you look at the way uh, even the church has uh, progressed through the ages, uh, the church has gone through lots of persecution and the, uh, the great events, and then things kind of died down. Even uh, early days, right? I'm not. I'm not like a historian here or, yeah. or, or or a theologian, but I, mm. I'm kind of, I'm very interested in church history. Well done. Um. So, but, but when you look at all the different trends and all the things that have happened through the ages, mm. one thing you, you continue to notice mm. is there have been times where people have thought the church is gone, mm. the gospel has died down, it's been destroyed, mm. It's not. it's gone. Mm. To the point where you get people like uh, Voltaire, Voltaire was a, I don't know if he was mm. a philosopher or something from France who mm. said, in the next hundred years, the Bible will be a forgotten book, right? (laughs) And this is, I think, several, I think, 100 or 150 years ago when he said this. Some people are funny. (laughs) (laughs) And ironically, one of his houses in France now houses the, I think, the International Bible Society or something like that. So, you know, but but the... the, God has got a sense of humor. man. (laughs) But the point being this, that... Uh, one of the things I continue to notice Uh is that the work that God does Uh is often very nondescript. Yeah, subtle. It's very subtle. It's Mm. it's working in the hearts of men Mm. and where we're thinking that nothing is happening. But what challenged me the other day was I looked at my own life, Mm. right? And I looked at how I ended up getting saved. Mm. To be honest with you, my life was on a very funny trajectory. Uh I just kind of knew where I was headed. Uh The other day, I was reminiscing and thinking, but how did I end up, you know, being a Mm. church guy, Mm. right? And of course, I'm not a perfect church guy, but Mm. the point is I'm a church guy. Mm. Um, How did that even happen? Mm. And honestly, when I thought about it, I realized that it's not really because anyone preached a good sermon, because Mm. there are many other guys that had good sermons preached to them. Mm. It's not really because I happened to be at the right place at the right time. Maybe that too. Mm. But the reality is that there's something that God did in my own heart, Mm. and I can never... I can't really that's ever funny. attribute that to a book that i read or to any man mm-hmm. even to myself because I, I i knew i know i know who i, I used to be you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so to me that's like you, you can't really predict things like that you, you can't really attribute that to any person but mm-hmm. the point being mm-hmm. i think the influence that um god that's good has on us and the mm-hmm. influence he expects us to have mm-hmm. Is often very subtle Mm -hmm. and it's the work that he's doing in our hearts and in people's hearts Mm -hmm. and we should never forget that but anyway I just I just
2: that's powerful eh? so what I'm gathering here from Mm. this discussion is that it seems like the influence that we're looking Mm. for the church to have may Mm. not necessarily be the influence that God has set for the church and and it looks like we're looking for certain things that uh-huh. God has said. You know, just like the, the, the Israelites back mm. then, when they they yeah. knew that the Messiah mm, was coming, but uh-huh. they thought the Messiah was going to come and destroy the Roman Empire. Exactly. And, but the Messiah came and dealt with the people's hearts. Differently. Yeah, it and it wasn't even about theme. politics. Exactly. And, 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 so and, is, uh, is, is that what... Guess what? Yeah.
3: I was just sitting here thinking to myself, I don't think it's going to happen, but... What if God doesn't come in the next 1,000 years? I don't think we're going to stick around that long, personally. But could it be possible that 1,000 years from now, people are going to be listening to a a, a podcast from Radiant Culture, and then they're going to say, wow, listen to these conversations. And then listen to what they're going to say. Man, those people used to be holy people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious. Uh There's 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 this team here, humble team, just get a passion. To them it's a passion, you know. We just want to do this. They might not even realize that the Holy Spirit breathed it into their minds and hearts yeah, yeah. to set a podcast, yeah. influence young people. Yeah. And they may never fully comprehend this until one day when they look back and then see the number of people. And, 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 and there's something I'm always telling people at church. Because we, we've also just gone on to this Facebook Live bandwagon, right? Mm. And we, we, we broadcast our messages every Sunday. Yeah. And I tell, the person, I tell the people at church, it's for that one person. Mm. Right. right? When we're preaching the message, don't forget the one person. The mm. issue is not to go viral here.
2: Exactly. Uh-huh.
3: All right. Uh-huh. The issue is yeah. not really to get a million likes on yeah. Facebook here. Yeah. It could be just that one person yeah. who's going to hear the word yeah. and who's going to be transformed. Because remember, yeah. when heaven celebrates a sinner... Yeah who's been saved. Yeah. Heaven does not wait for the, 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 the mark to get to 10,000, yeah. for the party to begin. Oh, that's good. Heaven just waits for one person. Yeah. So how about this? What if radiant culture in all this whatever yeah. just touches five people Wow, whose lives are never going to be the same again? That's good. That's good. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Something great has happened. But I'm, I'm promising you this. You guys may not even appreciate the full effect of what you're doing.
2: Yeah.
3: Maybe until long after you're gone. And when you that's look good. back, that's when you actually see, oh, this was actually mm. God. Mm. It was actually God moving us. Mm. When, we dis- when we that idea, you know, we just thinking we, we, we did brainstorming, but yeah. ah, the Holy Spirit was breathing into breathing us into and it. directing us in a certain mm. way. And then when 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 Jesus comes back, you know, I always like putting it in practical terms. Yeah. You know that uh, I was angry.
2: Yes.
3: And you know I like to put it in today's terms. Right. Like uh, Jesus is gonna come to someone and say, "Hey, shh, thank you for that air time." Person looks back to Jesus and says, "Air like you remember that day you gave a dollar for that guy who wanted to buy credit for his phone? Exactly. You did it to me. So sometimes Jesus might come and say, Yo, dude, you lifted me up when I was about to commit suicide. Yeah. Jesus, since when know you suicidal. You remember that podcast you guys did when you're also depressed about wow. your own personal lives and so forth? Yes. That one, that one one. Just go to this guy
2: wow.
3: in Venezuela. He he, he speaks English, but he was in Venezuela, he was just scrolling down the internet, he came across that, the guy wanted to kill himself, you know what, from then he was up, he's a powerful minister, he got back with his wife, his kids are all godly. Wow. Wow. Now let's talk about influence. We might not be viral. Yeah. The the world might not celebrate us. Yeah. We might not be invited to TED Talks to talk about raging culture, but in heaven, we've done something.
1: I'm feeling, I'm feeling challenged right now. It's, yeah, and, and I'll tell you why. Because, I'm I'm, I'm one of those, uh, do big things in the world, ch- change the world type people. You know, end the nuclear war, <laughs> the nuclear <laughs> war, and get that guy killed. <laughs> you know it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. No, seriously though, mm. but you know, as as you're talking, I'm actually thinking that m- maybe it's because we're we're starting to forget, um, that. God, God actually uses the foolish things of mm. this world. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, it's crazy that, to that. Sc- scripture says all of this stuff and we Amen forget it. That. Um, that even the people that God used in the Bible, mm. like Paul, he was, yes, he was very, very influential, very intellectual, very smart. Yeah. Yeah. But he was just like a random guy. He was mm. a weird guy. Do you know who
2: I have actually started getting, mm. actually starting having? A huge amount of respect for mm. it's those other guys. Like I don't know how to pronounce his name properly, but I think it's Sylvanus. Mm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Because Sylvanus, who's mm-hmm. that? Sylvanus wrote yeah. the, the. You need letters. to read
3: the Bible, my man.
2: Sylvanus <laughs> was <laughs> right, writing, writing the letters when Peter was in jail mm. and dictating the letters to
1: him. Yes.
2: So Sylvanus hadn't been paying attention and writing that, we wouldn't have First Peter and Second Peter.
1: Mm. That's crazy.
3: But but they're not the heroes now. Yeah, because when Paul is is doing his letters most times, someone is writing his dictating. Sometimes he says, "Okay, this is my signature, uh you know. But um, yeah, the support staff, the the unwritten, you know, the crew behind the scenes. The
2: crew behind the scenes, I mean, they kept those messages Hmm. recorded so that today, 2,000 years later, we can still be benefiting from, from things that Paul and Peter and them were preaching.
1: Yeah. So, mm. um, I think as we draw to a close, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let us all have like our, our closing our closing thoughts. Mm. Um, but th- there's a scripture that comes to mind, and that scripture is, I think it's 1 Timothy. I, I, should, mm. I should just open it. Mm. Chapter 4. But it, the, the scripture that says that do not let anyone look down upon you because you are young. Correct. But it says, but be an example to all the believers. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it says in word, in speech, yeah. in mm-hmm. conduct. Mm. <clears throat> but that scripture is really, I was talk, I was thinking about that scripture this weekend, actually, that is really talking about being influential. Right? Yeah. And it's not saying to be influential, you have to be the class monitor or the prefect yeah. or yeah. <laughs> that you, you know, you have to be the MD. Or, mm. Mm. But it says, be a, be an example. Yeah. So, influence is being an example, mm. right, wow. to the people around you mm-hmm. in, in the way that we're talking, in the way that we are thinking, I'm taking notes. <laughs> in the conversations we're having, and even in the ideas we're sharing, mm. things like that. I think that is really where the influence wow. begins right? Mm. Well, those are my parting thoughts. <laughs> what do we say? You guys <laughs> 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 are the pastors, yes. man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
2: So
3: um, am I supposed to give mine as well? Yes, yes. Oh, this is what I would say um, to the person who's listening and obviously to us in the studio. Yeah. Because sometimes it's not always for the person out there yeah,
2: yeah.
3: that God does this, but for us, we're yeah. Oh, yeah. here. Um, and I must say thanks for having me, by the way. I'm enjoying this. Anyway. Um, small keys open big doors.
2: Wow.
3: Small seeds
2: wow.
3: make and produce big forests. So sometimes it's—I can even use the next word—small words,
2: mm. you know, can
3: destroy very good relationships. Mm. I'm just talking about the principle of small things. Jesus gives that when he talks about the kingdom. You know, the kingdom is like a small a, a mustard seed when sown becomes a huge fig tree upon which the birds of the air perch. You know, so so once we come back to, to influencing, I think the church is influencing on various levels. We can debate that. But mm-hmm. forget about the church global. You the listener must influence at the very place where you are.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Right? So if you're a parent, influence your kids. If you're a kid, perhaps you need to influence your parents right. mm-hmm. or your friends.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Maybe you might not be the boss. But you could be just one of the, the guys on the shop floor. Influence your fellows. Right. Perhaps you're riding in a, pa- in a tram. kombi, matatu, tic mm-hmm. tic. What do they call tuk tuk? Yeah. Mm. You know, influence the people at whatever level you, you, you get. Mm. And guess what? Sometimes if you do that very well, just like Joseph, you might start off in a, in a pit,
0: mm-hmm.
3: in Potiphar's house, prison. God might actually trust you to put you in very, very high platforms right. to influence on those levels because you've done such a good job down here that He trusts that if you put you in a higher place, you do an even bigger job for Him.
2: Wow,
1: wow. Mm-hmm. That's profound.
3: And this message firstly goes to Radiant Culture because maybe tomorrow, what we're having in this room could just become an organization spanning all five continents. Wow interacting with all sorts of presidents power people sports people movers and shakers but listen from influencing at this level god may just wake up one day and say hey okay let's move to the premier league now champions league world cup that kind of thing
1: you know what guys this this has been amazing and um, i'm feeling i'm feeling really challenged and excited and all sorts of things right now Mm. um but we have to come to a close but uh i wanna i wanna thank our guest pastor craig aka pc yeah the man this has been fun we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have you back we wanna wanna have you oh thank you thank Thank
3: you you. thank you thank you you. and i
1: and i look forward to coming back this this has been real and of course our producer yeah the one and only yeah (laughs) (laughs) self-invited self-invited That's not influence, my (laughs) friend. That's that's major influence right there. Major influence. I guess it is. I guess it is. Um, And I'm your host, Cookie Monster. Thank you, guys. God bless. Keep thinking. Keep listening. Keep asking those questions. Mm. We love you. Peace.
0: Peace. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. If you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiantatthehub.co.zw or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless. It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.